0: Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Webheads Podcast. I'm your host, Demarco, or co-host, I should say, and uh, we got my other co-host here, my brother Steven. Want you to give him a hello. Hey guys, what's going on this week? And uh, yeah, thanks for coming again to listen to our show and uh, you know learning more about comic books and well, I should say Marvel comic characters more specifically. But yeah, thanks for listening and. Uh, Thank you guys for uh, giving us that boost when we first dropped our episodes and listening. I think we should be on episode... Episode 3 just came out, right? Yeah, yeah episode
1: 3 just came out last Friday. We are getting some uh, pretty decent numbers. So, again, uh, thank you guys for spending your time listening to us. Wherever you are listening to us, uh, we really greatly appreciate it. And, yeah, like my brother said, it's we're... Just trying to get more people into comics, have some people to uh, go through all the stuff with, go back and forth on all of it, and just have some fun with it. Cause a lot of people don't realize how comical these
0: things can be sometimes. Yeah, there's uh yeah. Sometimes you think you're reading a serious issue, and then all of a sudden, a guy in a trench coat and a and a brown like fedora walk in, and you think that's not. That's not that scary. It's not a, a good disguise for somebody. I don't know why they think brown trench coat trench and fedora is, like, <laughs> still a reasonable <laughs> disguise these days. <laughs> and then he's, he's just a stone-cold murderer. Yeah. And they're usually wearing, like, their regular, like, costume under it. So it's not even, <laughs> like, they're <laughs> they're just layered
1: up. Yeah, I've always, like, I've read some comics before. Uh, like, even some Spider-Man stuff where, like, he has his suit on under his regular clothes. Yeah. And it's, like, I really hope it's a cold day for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that's going to be uh, a very breathable fabric. Yeah. And I- even if it is, just having
0: an, having all that under your regular clothes, nah. Yeah. I could only imagine, like, the suit either has to be really thin or, like, it's just really uncomfortable for him to move around with. Two layers of clothes on. Yeah, that's like, uh,
1: <laughs> like when we were in, like middle school and high school, and like kids used to wear uh, their basketball shorts or their PE clothes under their regular clothes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like it doesn't like you're gonna sweat in that stuff, <laughs> or you or you sweated in that stuff yesterday, and you <laughs> and you threw it back on <laughs> to wear under your clothes today. Just it's okay if you don't have a locker. We can share. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess they they were just trying to be pre- be prepared for the uh, the weather that day, whether it's hot or cold. <laughs>
1: it's like, are you what, are you just trying to be prepared just in case somebody says, "Oh, we have an emergency baseball game today." <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are
0: in luck because I'm wearing my shorts today, and then they rip their pants off.
1: <laughs> we have an emergency soccer game down on the field. We need help. <laughs> Only people wearing basketball shorts
0: though. So no one else (laughs) nothing else just get down on the field hurry the other school from down the road is here yeah that person just like I knew this day would come this is why I do it
1: yeah and (laughs) they rip off their uh, track pants in the classroom (laughs) sorry teach I'm not gonna be able to finish this class off
0: see now that's even more weird track pants and basketball shorts because that material is already thick on its own
1: yeah. So now you're just I, so many extra. people did it.
0: I never seen them do track pants. I usually just seen them wear jeans with shorts.
1: Yeah, it's there's this there's a certain group of people in the area that we grew up in that insisted on wearing their PE shorts under a set of soccer pants, and then That's every weird. other normal person, I guess, somewhat normal person was wearing their gym shorts under their <laughs> jeans.
0: It was a crazy time. Crazy time. Crazy people.
1: Yes. And I think that's also kind of a perfect segue into what I was reading this week. Good segue, because
0: I was going to say that would be a good segue.
1: (laughs) See? I was reading uh, Taskmaster, uh, the 2020 run of Taskmaster. Um, It's basically just... um, So Maria Hill, uh, leader of... I'm not going to give you guys that because I completely forgot to write it down. And I don't remember and want to say the wrong thing. But Maria Hill was killed... And the whole world thinks that Taskmaster is the one who killed her. Uh, So now he has Black Widow on the hunt for him. And Nick Fury is the only one who believes that it wasn't him who killed Maria. And in order to clear his name, he needs Nick's help. And Nick needs his help to help to help him retrieve a project that she was working on before she died in order to get the kinesic signatures from Phil Coulson Okoye and NIS Tiger Division Director Ami Han. And for those of you who don't know what a kinesic signature is, it just means uh, their body movements and gestures regarded as a nonverbal communication. Yes, I took that straight from dictionary.com. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like you had to look that up. <laughs> I, I did because I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> this this is a, a very... I thought it was a hilarious uh, little limited run of this comic. Taskmaster is hilarious in this. He's just talking crap to everybody he sees. And it, like he's not taking himself very seriously at all. Like, it, it kind of gives off, like, Thor Ragnarok vibes, where it's just, like, like, yes, we have a serious thing going on, but, like, the whole, like, obviously the character is not taking himself too seriously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he uses, uh, Taskmaster ends up using some bootleg pimp particles <laughs> that <laughs> that he actually, he can't control very well, so, like, there's there's no actual time limit on how long he can stay small. He just has to hope that it doesn't happen. <laughs> and then it, he's super small. At one point, he's in like a an air vent in a building. And then he's like, I got to hurry up and get out of here before these uh, pin particles uh, go. And I just get bigger. And then out of nowhere, like he just starts <laughs> growing in the air duct. And, he's <laughs> and he tries to run as fast as he can to get out. And then it doesn't happen. So he he just uh, he, he just falls through the roof and then they figure out that he was in the building and it just goes nuts from there.
0: I just imagine you reading this silently and then you just like bust out laughing. Pharaoh <laughs> yeah, has uh, been looking at me very weird <laughs> the past couple of days.
1: Um, but <laughs> you
0: just you're just laughing and you look at it and you're like this guy <laughs> just pointing at the. Button. This guy,
1: I don't know what it is about this skull face person, but that he is like a,
0: killing me right now. It sounds like a very different take than the Taskmaster we got in Black Widow. Yeah,
1: it's like it's. Um, I I started this series before I had seen Black Widow, mm. and I just came back to it to finish it now. And I I didn't think the one in the movie was gonna be cracking jokes all the
0: whole time. Yeah, but I don't think anybody from did.
1: No, but from all of the previous things I have, re- I have read of Taskmaster, Task Master before, like I didn't, I didn't see anything funny about anything that he was doing, <laughs> like ever. So like this is just like a complete switch. But it, it kind of like I'm always in, I'm always on Marvel Unlimited, like searching for like funny stuff to read,
0: because
1: mm. a lot of the stuff that we go through is either just long and tedious to read through, or it's just like, some of it's really serious. So I just try to find anything funny. But this, yeah, this falls into kind of like... I think I told you before that um, I was reading Hellcat Yeah. a couple of years ago. That's the Kate Left run of Hellcat. And then <laughs> the 2016 Howard the Duck run. Mm. That one was pretty funny too. And... Yeah, it's just a really good. At, at one point in the comic, uh, Taskmaster decides that he um, has to implement a no-Nazi clause <laughs> because he took a job from Baron Zemo that just uh, almost got him killed by the Punisher, and he just wasn't <laughs> having it anymore. <laughs> and then also, And then just to end off that little part, the one thing that they brought up in the comic that I never would have ever thought of when I think of Taskmaster is that <laughs> he's an internationally internationally ranked competitive ballroom dancer <laughs> and I just never thought about the fact that he can just imitate anybody that he sees. so yeah. <laughs> first he ended up using his like the perfect imitation to become a, a ballroom dancer.
0: I mean, yeah, I feel like that's something I would do if I had that power. Like, I would use it for, you know, to make money or something, but I'd also just kind of mess around one day and just do something that's kind of out of, <laughs> like, the norm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would probably do it to, like, like, finesse my way into, like, some major league sports team. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> just just sitting at home watching, like, nonstop, like, highlight reels of, like, all the best, like, players, and then, and then just go out and be, like, a, a 40-year-old rookie.
0: Yeah, I just learned, I'd watch a bunch of quarterback videos and just, I'm a 5'5 five, five quarterback, like, throwing, like, <laughs> Yeah, I can't see yards. over my linemen at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I never get hit. Yeah. So that was, that's what I was reading past week. Uh, was there anything that you read? Um, this week I haven't read much. Um... I have been reading uh, what have I been, Star Wars. I've been reading the Star Wars uh, series. I'm still on the first uh, run of that. I know they just recently relaunched it, maybe about a year ago. So they started over from that. So I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm still reading that one. I uh, haven't gotten around to read Darth Vader yet, but that one's pretty good. It's, it's going to a... Right now, what's happening is Darth Vader's finding out if... Spoilers if you haven't seen, uh, which we call it, *Rise of Scar- Skywalker*. Um, but Palpatine returns. It's he been has... like two years,
1: also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if anybody's questioning why I'm talking about Star Wars right now, Star Wars is owned by Disney. Marvel's owned by Disney, therefore, Marvel just makes Disney comic or Star Wars comics. So it still is on the app that we use. So I'm going to use this time to talk about it. But yeah, Darth Raider's finding out about Palpatine's plan about on Exegol and building the fleet and uh basically the whole contingency plan if he were to if he were to die. Um mm-hmm. and uh Ochi the the bounty hunter they're looking for and they find a ship and everything, that guy's in it. He's kinda he kinda reminds me of Taskmaster and mm-hmm. how you were kind of explaining he's Like, a serious, like, mercenary, but he kind of gets himself into some situations that are kind of funny that you wouldn't (laughs) think would be there. What else am I reading? I'm still reading Immortal Hulk, so that one's pretty good if you haven't read that one. It's really cool to see, like, what they're doing with it, and it's kind of hard for me to understand some of the concepts that they're talking about, but I still enjoy the fact that we're kind of getting these sort of different Hulks that are coming into it, and uh, different people from the Hulk's life who are also super strong as well.
1: Yeah, I I started that one a while ago, um, but when I had first started it, they hadn't had all the issues on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. So I it stopped, and I was like, oh, I'll just wait until we get like a wait a while till we get a big chunk on there, and then I'll
0: get back to it. But I haven't gone back. I haven't started any of those Star Wars ones either. It's interesting to read those, just because it's like you know what happened to the movies, but just to kind of, it doesn't feel weird to learn that they're doing other things in between the movies too. So yeah. it it feels like it fits naturally within all of the original trilogy. <laughs> Not bad. But that's that's what I'm reading or kind of, you know, going through. All right. Well, this week we decided to uh, break away a little bit from
1: the norm and uh, step back a little bit from doing events uh, because this week we wanted to do a special episode for the movie uh, Shang-Chi. I I know that a lot of people for the previous three phases of the MCU have been, uh, I guess, kind of spoiled in a way. We have all the the characters that we've all known for our whole lives, the Iron Man, -Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, Hulk. And now we're in a phase where we're getting, we're going to get a lot of people that uh, people have maybe never heard of villains. They've never
0: seen. Yeah. To be honest, like Chi, before I'd say maybe 2013, I had no idea it was even a character. And even in 2013, when I read about him, I was just like, so he's just good at kung fu, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. You know, I just kind of was like, why is this guy? Because when I read about him, he was uh, it was during the I think twenty thirteen, like Avengers run, and he mm-hmm. was a member of the Avengers. So I was just like, why is this guy just good at kung fu and on the Avengers? But yeah, <laughs> I I didn't know about him until
1: probably after that until. I want to say when they announced that they were doing the movie, what was that like four years ago? I think probably, yeah. Yeah, three four years ago. I like I, I think I had heard of him before, but like I'd never like actually gone to go like check on it because it was like no like he's not in any of these other stories that I'm reading. He's not a name that we've just known growing up. He wasn't in any of the cartoons that I can remember of. Yeah. So it's just like you're making a movie for who?
0: Yeah, it was just. Of all characters that I, you know, like you said, we were so lucky to have characters that, you know, we either fell in love with or that we already knew. And up until this point, in terms of uh, characters, like, Shang-Chi has just kind of been... I don't know anybody who's actually, you know, known anything about him. So it's been kind of hard Mm -hmm. to kind of get a gauge on, like, where everybody's at in terms of are they excited for the movie? Do they care about, you know... Somebody who knows Kung Fu, and I'm glad they didn't use that as the subtitle for the movie, you know, like Master yeah. of Kung Fu or something, because it's like, that's nobody wants to see a Marvel movie that's just about Kung Fu, you yeah. know. I'm glad they incorporated the Ten Rings into it. Yeah,
1: it's his origin story and the story that I'm, I haven't seen the movie, but the story that I'm assuming they're going to tell him in the movie is very different. But, yeah, luckily for you guys, I did the reading. So I can tell you guys what happened in the origin story. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just so we're all not going into the movies a little bit conf- confused. I read the origin stories. My brother and I both read separate individual stories. And we just wanted to give you guys just kind of an all-around... What's the word I'm looking for? I
0: guess kind of just a feel of the yeah, character. And all Yeah,
1: an all-around feel of just... Who he is as a character, what his story kind of is, like again, we don't, we haven't seen the movie, so we don't know. We can't tell you everything that you're gonna be seeing in the movie and who all the characters are because we don't know. But yeah. we figured that this is a good way to just get a good introduction to the character now that he's gonna be a part. He's supposed to be a big part of uh, the stories coming up.
0: Yeah, and like, like you, like you said, we. What we read is not gonna be exactly how the book how the movie's gonna be. I, mm-hmm. I already know, like, just from the books the four issues that I read, that it's gonna be a totally still the same characteristics and deep down the same character, but just mm-hmm. based from what I've seen in the previews and what I read in the four issues, it's the values are there but the, the character representation how he's represented in the books is gonna be different than how he's represented in the movie, I feel like, based off yeah. the the previews, but I could be wrong. When the movie comes out, I could be totally wrong. But when I was reading the books, it felt like I was reading something that was different than what I was going to see, which isn't a bad thing.
1: Even in the in the books or in the movie, from the from what I've seen in the trailer, it seems like he kind of has like powers, like kind kind of cosmic powers in a way yeah and in the none of
0: the in none of what I read does he have any powers at all I think at some point in some books he gains the power to like create multiple versions of himself so that when he's fighting he it's like 20 different versions or like just 20 of him fighting rather than just Mm -hmm. one or something like that if I remember reading that correctly I read that a while ago but otherwise yeah he really has no other powers he's just really good at fighting yeah
1: so here we go like we said a special episode straying a little bit away from the events that we've normally been covering and we're giving you guys a special shang chi movie special edition episode this week and we'll jump right into it um i read shang chi's first appearance in marvel comics uh, those were in issue special Marvel editions number 15 and 16. It's weird that he just popped in right there in the middle. And then, oddly enough, they, they changed the comic name after, episode, or after issue 16 to <laughs> Shang-Chi. So then it just became <laughs> his comic. Right in the middle of a run. Yeah. Uh, but f- I guess before I start going any further... Uh, let me just say there's a chance that either one of us might mispronounce some of these names. Yes, we don't want to offend anybody. It's these are comics um, the the names were not given to us audibly at any point uh, besides this movie. so some of these names we might just mess up again, if I do do that, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be offensive in any way. just want to get that out there first.
0: And also, when these came out, they were, by today's standards, I mean, even then, they were uh, definitely problematic with representation of the characters as well. Um, yeah, some of the stuff is very offensive. Yes, and yeah, they've changed a lot of that. Some of the characters don't even exist in the comics anymore. They don't represent anything. But yeah, we just want to throw it out there. We acknowledge that the origins of some of these characters are uh, problematic and pronunciations may be messed up
1: problematic is um yeah that's the best word to <laughs> to use for some of what i read in this uh first appearance and this was in the 70s mind you they w- yeah. were very
0: yeah was it yeah. around like the time when like there's a lot of um like kung fu and like a lot of those movies were like really big so that's why the character came yeah. out and, and a lot of those like they were a lot of those movies were brought over from China and other countries and just redubbed with American subtitles. So I think they took yeah. a lot of that kind of exploitation. Yeah, pretty much. It's uh,
1: That's pretty uh, almost exactly what they did. Because uh, the character... I'll, well, I'll get into that in a second. <clears throat> but yeah, that's almost exactly what they did here. Uh, so Shang-Chi, uh, born to be the world's most fearsome fighter yet also born to carry the cruelest curse in mankind's memory because his father is the most infamous villain of all time, Fu Manchu. Or Fu Manchu, however you pronounce it. It still seems kind of offensive. Um, you'll notice in the movie that his father isn't Fu Manchu. It's the Mandarin, for, at least from what I've read. But uh, we don't have a name, an actual name for the character unless it's just... Everyone just calls him the Mandarin.
0: Um, yeah, he'll probably have like a real name. Maybe I, I think I read that. Uh, like the Mandarin is like what others have called him, but he doesn't necessarily go by that in the movie. Like he he thinks it's more of like a like an insult than anything to be called that.
1: That makes sense, especially if uh, after Iron Man three, they were calling that guy the Mandarin the whole time. Yeah. And <laughs> I could see why if, if it's been a lifelong thing, he's just been fed up with this the whole time. But maybe it could be a thing where, because of the events in Iron Man 3, he's just like, don't call me that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the the father in the comics, it, at least in the beginning of the comics, is very different from the one in the movies. Uh, one of the things I love about the panels in this uh, first appearance is... That he has, like, these speech bubbles that, are, I guess they're, like, like, thought bubbles, but they don't, like, you know how in the in other comics you, they have the bubbles going up from the head and it you yeah. can tell that they're thinking something? These are just, like, a nice rounded, like, a nice rounded box with the words in it, but they're very clearly not uh, speech bubbles. It's, like, a thought bubble, but for some reason when you're reading it, I guess this is just solely due to the writing of it all but uh, it feels it almost feels like his thoughts are like poems like it's almost like the writing in this is almost perfect especially for being in the 70s and being offensive (laughs) but it, it it is at least to me it felt like it was almost perfect um so he spends 19 years training under his father having never seen the outside world only to be sent out as an assassin right after his 19th birthday. I feel like Marvel just had the idea that 19 is when you become an adult. <laughs> <laughs> because that's when they sent Namor out to <laughs> start attacking the world, too. So I think 19 is just, uh, it's just, that's when you become an adult at Marvel. The racist overtones in these first couple of issues hit hard. Uh, but not as hard as a karate chop that Shang-Chi used to kill an old man in his deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> he karate chopped him right in the face and killed him.
0: <laughs> that seems a little overdramatic. Like a, a punch to the face or something could easily. Yeah. I mean, but he is on a deathbed, so maybe just put a pillow over his face. But like a punch or a karate chop is just a little much. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's, he's been trained for 19
1: years under his father he'd never seen the outside world and then his father sends him out to go kill his greatest enemy and he gets there and it's just some old man laying in his deathbed and the (laughs) the guy's struggling to keep his eyes open and shang chi's just there like like this can't be the guy that we're trying to to kill here but he's (laughs) like well this is what my father told me to do Bam! Karate chops him right in the face and kills him. <laughs> uh, it's implied that uh, Fu Manchu is a serious crime lord, a uh, slash pimp. <laughs> uh, it's I'm pretty sure that's not what his son thought he was, but that's it's it's heavily implied that that's what he is. And Shang Chi's mother is a white woman who informs him that he was born out of a loveless marriage.
0: Oh, so he's half white. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So he's, he's half white and he comes from a loveless marriage. Is that something you tell your kid? <laughs> I guess that's something you tell your kid once they hit adulthood. <laughs> oh yeah, he's an adult at this point. Yeah, he just turned 19. He's okay. <laughs> uh, so Shang-Chi finds out that uh, his father isn't the man that he believed that he was. So he runs away. He, after he killed the man, he goes back home. He realizes that um, that, that man wasn't The evil person that his father had made him out to be. But he didn't realize that until after he had killed him. So he runs away. He goes to New York. He's living with the homeless people in uh, Central Park. And then when he's there, he's found... uh, A few days later, he's found by his best friend, uh, a man who he grew up with, uh, called Midnight, who was sent by Fu Manchu to kill Shang-Chi. Because uh, Shang-Chi, basically, his father looks at it as uh, the ultimate betrayal. You said that guy's name was
0: Midnight? Yeah. Is that the Midnight son?
1: Or is that uh, a different person? No, it's a different person. Okay. But I, I will also say that Midnight, uh, you can tell, comes from a racist. <laughs> has, <laughs> has some racist undertones to it. Because Midnight is just a black man. And the reason that he... Yeah, you guys can read it. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into... <laughs> Every event's offensive piece in these comics, because it's it ends up being a lot. Um, and then they they f- Midnight and Shang Chi fight to the death, and then as you can tell from this episode, uh, Shang Chi won. <laughs> that's that's not a spoiler because. <laughs> Like I said, uh, they switched the comic from Special Marvel Edition to Shang-Chi right after this issue. So, um This guy uh, sounds like hot cake. Yeah. <laughs> so, rest in peace, Midnight. Um, and yeah, that was just a little run-through of the, the first appearance in those first two issues. Uh, like we said before, there's, def- there's definite uh, racist... I can't even say undertones in in yeah, this way in front of you. <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's it hits you right in the face. There's no way that you can avoid it. And um yeah, it's it's an interesting first uh, introduction issues for him. I happen to really like it besides the, the racist parts and the uh, strongly offensive words that they use in some of it, but it was it was good. It was a good introduction, I felt like. Um it's from what I read, his run went from I believe it was nineteen seventy four to nineteen eighty three.
0: That was pretty long, ten years. Yeah.
1: And then I guess the reason it ended was because uh the Fu Manchu character uh was originally created in like nineteen thirteen by oh man, where'd the guy's name go? I'm sorry, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was Fu Manchu was a character created uh, in 1913, way before this comic actually came out, um, and Marvel ended up buying the rights. Oh, sorry, here it is. Um, 1913, it was created. Fu Manchu was created by a guy named Sax Uh Marvel bought the rights in the early 70s, and then they lost the rights to the stories uh, in the mid 80s, which is why the the comic ended basically um and then they yeah they canceled the comic then and then when they brought him back they had to change uh, who his father was all that they had to change the whole basic uh origin story
0: it turned out for the better
1: uh for the most part yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah um like i said earlier in the episode my brother and i both read uh, some individual shang chi stories just to give you a broad understanding of who the character is. Uh, the For all we know, the movies might pull from either one of these stories. It might not. But this is a good starting point, at least for the character himself. Yeah. Yeah. So did you want to go next?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do mine. Um, so, what I read was a four-issue limited series called uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu and uh this is actually uh volume 2 cuz there was a volume 1 and i believe that was in like the early 80s that that came out and then that ended so they brought it back just for this limited run um but the main character in this is is chi and uh to be quite honest with you the the story itself wasn't the greatest um but it did give me a good idea of Shang-Chi and who he is as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the whole karate thing, he spends a lot of the, the book uh, not really expending, or not being overly violent. You know, there's been, there was plenty of times when he easily could have took some guys out and not said a thing, or but he, he gave these guys warnings. Any person he fought, he either told them, I don't want to fight, or, you know, we can just stop this right now, we don't have to do this. He gave people chances, and I think that kind of shows that that's a good uh, representation, I guess, of who he is, in that he doesn't use his skills for violence or, well, I mean, he does use them for violence, but he doesn't do it just to be a dick or to, you know, beat people up because of it. He likes to feel like there is a reason and a way for everything, and that mm-hmm. way may not be violence. If he can find an alternative solution to it, the character like the side characters in here, uh, aren't the greatest. There, the I found that they were kind of boring in some aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I may pronounce some of the the names wrong. But one of the characters that uh, well the main kind of focus of the, or why their book is happening is uh, Liko Wu, which is his ex girlfriend or ex-lover yeah she shows up in my story too yeah she kind of sets up the whole reason for this uh issue for issues to happen but there's also the uh daughters of the dragon and sons of the tiger Mm -hmm. um which if you don't know comics they're kind of like who is that and i barely know them as well but uh the daughters of the dragon are misty knight and uh, what's Colleen's last name? Colleen... Forgot her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, they're a, a duo of... Uh, they know Kung Fu, Misty has metal arm. If you watch the Luke Cage show on Netflix, uh, Misty Knight, the the cop who helps Luke Cage out, it's her. And mm-hmm. if you watch Iron Fist, Colleen, the woman who runs around with Iron Fist, that's her. They did anybody up... watch Iron Fist? <sighs> Unfortunately, I did. I, I, I gave it benefit the doubt hoping it would get get good but it didn't (laughs) we all make some bad choices sometimes (laughs) and so uh yeah there's that and then the sons of the tiger are uh basically three guys who have a magical uh, amulet that allows them when they fight if they basically fight as one when the amulet is there but so basically the the premise of the story is uh Shang-Chi's ex-lover, uh, she works for MI6, so basically the secret agency for the British. Uh, she mm-hmm. was meant to go undercover and uh, get into like the, the criminal underworld and figure out what's going on. But the issue opened up with her being chased by uh, Razor Fist, who is, if you don't know, which I don't know why you would, is a villain with two blades on his hands. He has no hands, only blades, and he's <laughs> a master of martial arts as well. So, he's, uh, running after her, uh, trying to hunt her down, because she, um, they found out about her. They under, they found out that she's a secret agent, and that she's reporting to MI6. So, uh, within the next couple panels, she tries to fight them off and, you know, get away, but Razorfist actually stabs her and, like, literally rips her apart, like, body parts (laughs) everywhere, and she's dead. Uh... Shang-Chi gets a call saying, Hey, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry you had to hear this. Well, he was actually on a mission for Captain America, uh, capturing an escaped Crossbones who escaped from prison. Uh, and that's when you see that he doesn't really want to kill anybody. Uh, Crossbones is escaping on a helicopter, and he launches his uh, snowmobile off of a hill into the helicopter, jumps in, knocks out Crossbones, and then he was just going to leave, but uh, the the pilot of the helicopter decides to try to shoot at him, and he uses crossbones as a shield. But he says, <laughs> he's like, I, I don't wish death upon anybody, but in this situation, I, I have to use his body as a human shield. You know, and he captures crossbones, Cap calls him and says, hey, I'm sorry you have to hear this, but I'd rather tell you than you hear it from someone else, but your ex-lover is dead. They, they found her. So he heads to London, where she's where she was, and when he gets there, he meets another character who goes by the name of, or the character that he knows already, but this character is Black Jack Tar. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and it's a white guy, but I still feel like that name is <laughs> suspect in some way. I feel like yeah. there's some sort of trap in there. Uh, but he's the director of uh, MI6, and he basically tells Sung-Chi, um, don't worry about it. He's like, I know why you're here, but don't try to do anything. We know what's going to happen. We, we got this covered. Go home. And sung is just like, okay, I got you. But he, he knows Sung-Chi's not going to listen. So he basically uh, goes, on the, goes on the hunt to try to figure out what's going on. And one of his old uh, villains... Uh, pops up. Uh, he goes by the name Skull Crusher And he's one of the leaders of one of the uh, underground families. And he's trying to help Sung Chi, but he's really not helping in a way. Because <laughs> the first thing he tells him is, hey, I, kn- I know you don't want to hear this, but uh, me and your ex are lovers, or we're lovers. And then j- before he tells him anything important, it's all just lead up of him and how much they were in love and <laughs> how much they loved each other and all the sex they had. I'm like that's not helpful for anybody. In this
1: situation. <laughs> uh, my girl just died, dog, and <laughs> now you want to tell me how much you loved her and like all these
0: crazy things that you guys are doing together. And then so Shunk Chi's on the hunt for everything, and uh, this guy keeps showing up and just like, hey, I need to tell you what's going on. And then he's like, we don't need to talk. We don't. <laughs> you don't need to tell me anything. <laughs> and, uh, they end up. Shang-Chi's going through, he finds that uh, there's some sort of black magic involved with everything going down. Uh, Due to a lot of the deaths that are happening around uh, in London, uh, he finds that Razor Fist is actually working for someone that you brought up. His name is actually, he goes by Midnight, but he also goes by Midnight Sun. Uh, Maybe that is the same guy then. Him and Shang-Chi are not blood related brothers, but at some point uh Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah, Midnight was uh his village was torn down by Fu Manchu's like army and then Fu Manchu took him in as a as a son and ever since that uh Sung Chi and him have not had good blood. But we find yeah, that hold on.
1: in the origin story, when they found him in that village, like they were he was a baby. They were getting ready to kill him because of how ugly his face looked. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then as a child, they made him put on a mask and keep it on 24-7 <laughs> because they didn't want to see his face.
0: Yeah, in this, he's wear- it looks like he's wear- just wearing a full latex suit. Like, that's what his outfit looks like. And... Like even when he opens his mouth, it looks like it's not a full mouth. It looks like it just kind of like suctioned in or something. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but yeah, Shung Chi finds out there's there's magic involved, and so that's where uh, the daughters of the dragon and the uh, sons of the tiger show up because they just Chi doesn't have time to deal with the magic situation. He's trying to figure out who killed his his lover, and so we. And this is four issues, but I don't think it really needed to be four issues. <laughs> uh, basically, Shang-Chi finds out that uh, uh, Skull Crusher is trying to help him. He's trying to tell him that he actually made uh, Miss Wu his his uh, next in line to be the leader of the, the crime family. If he were to ever die, she would be the leader. Uh, but she died before he did. And so... Basically, Midnight Sun is using uh, the dark magic and killing the crime bosses as part of a ritual to give himself to power and uh, to become the most powerful crime lord in in the underground of London. I guess Chinatown. I don't. They don't make it super explicit on what his full <laughs> plan was. Uh, but so he kills Skullcrusher, and then that's supposed to be the. Um, sort of final boss of it, so he kills him and is supposed to complete the ritual, but when he kills him, he ends up, that ruins the spell because Skullcrusher isn't technically the, the leader of the, of the gang anymore. It's Miss Wu, since he made her the leader. And so when he kills Skullcrusher, out of his blood on the ground, a demonic, I don't know if she's possessed or just turned by evil, but she comes out of his blood and basically just wants to kill Midnight Sun at this point because she killed, he, he had her killed and then he killed her lover. And so she's trying to kill him, but Shang-Chi's just like, don't do this. Like, it's not you. It's the magic corrupting you. Like, I know you, like, it doesn't have to be this way. And surprisingly, she's like, fine, I won't kill him, but our ancestors (laughs) will deal with them. And so he gets taken over by all these ghosts, uh, these spirits that come and they basically take him to the underworld and drag him down into hell. Razor Fist gets his razors ripped out of him. And I find out that they're actually part of like, I don't know if they're surgically implanted into bone or something. I thought they were just, I guess, like stumps on his wrist and then he just puts it (laughs) on top. But apparently they're in his bone because he said, no, don't rip those off. Those are part of me. <laughs> and she <laughs> rips off his blades, and there's a gross sound that comes out of that. Of course. Eventually, but with that, uh, yeah, MI6 comes back. They ask Shang-Chi what's going on, and he's just like, oh, we took care of it. Everything's okay. And that's the end of it. <laughs> so really, it wasn't a great story to read. I, I thought it was kind of boring there wasn't too much for a lot of the characters to do, to be honest with you. Like, the Daughters of the Dragon kind of show up out of nowhere. Um, the Sons of the Tiger don't do much at all, so I don't really know why they were there. Uh, Sun Chi's just kind of being a spy. And, like, the way I read him, like, the the in my head, this could be a problem with me, or maybe it's just how they wrote it. But, like, he kind of speaks in that sort of, like that that quiet mystery like Jet Li almost in like his movies mm. where he doesn't say too much but what he does say is sort of just like that meaningful like impactful
1: yeah that's how like he speaks in like the origin stories yeah like it's like very like as yeah like I was saying it's it's almost like a like he's speaking in like a poem yeah it's just like a matter of fact this is the situation the, all this stuff like it's but yeah, it's like it's like this smooth little like almost like a little haiku like I I don't know you you didn't play it but like you might have seen it like uh in Ghost of uh Tsushima.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like there's these spots where you like you rest and like uh you do like these little haikus. It's like a little mini game I guess kind of part of the game. But like in my head that's how like I was reading, like, those origin issues.
0: Yeah, and, like, because of that, that's why I feel like the movies are going to be a lot different because I don't feel like he's going to be that sort of, like, quiet, almost, like, uh, mysterious character. Like, just based off the trailers and everything, you see, he has friends, he's living it up in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's it, just based off the trailers, it seems like what I, the issues that I read... Um, might be a little bit closer to the movie maybe just bits and pieces of it not the full story but yeah
0: but like I said like yeah it wasn't a great story characters were underutilized but it did give us a give me a good idea of just the kind of person he is and how he hopefully we see this in the movie but he's not that he's not he's not willing to just beat up everybody he's willing to kind of discuss things and try to find alternatives besides fighting but he's mm-hmm. still going to be a badass when he fights. And that was another yeah. thing in, in the book, like, there was really no challenges unless he was fighting, like, a super villain. Mm. Like, I mean, I know they're just goons, and, like, normally superheroes can just take out goons anyways, but I didn't feel like... I feel like the his, him fighting goons was just more of a... Okay, he needs to get to this point to find out this thing. Not really, like, a reason for him to fight the goons. If that <laughs> makes sense? Like, he's a master of kung fu. Like, that's... It's kinda of hard to make it seem like he's trying to do it like that's easy for him to just beat up a bunch of like regular guys. Alright. Well, um that was
1: I can see why they made that a limited series. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it seems like they just wanted to get something out there just just to have it. Alright. So, uh my part, the part that I read this week, uh was the Shang Chi issues, uh from two thousand starting in two thousand twenty. Uh it's this short limited series it's just five issues um and just to get straight to the point of it uh the beginning of it it starts with um if i don't know if everybody knows this character but it's fin fang Foom. he's a
0: was he a dragon from outer space i think he's technically an alien that just looks like a dragon but yeah we'll, we'll go with a dragon from outer space for this <laughs> normally he wears shorts yeah <laughs> i <laughs> in this issue he did
1: not wear he just looks like a regular dragon <laughs> so Fin Fang Foom shows up to wreck the uh, Tianjin Prefecture sorry if I mispronounced that uh, that's in China in the late 1700s and the Sorcerer Brothers Zheng Yi Zhang Yi and Zheng Zhu who is Shang-Chi's father uh, they are together the Sorcerer Brothers. They show up to save their team, the Five Weapons Society, and the city. Uh, so after that fight happens, they lose. Zeng Zhu ends up losing his younger brother, Zheng Yi, and all of the original Five Weapons Society members. After that, Zheng Zhu developed uh, a serum for uh, longevity to make himself immortal. And then he decided to rebuild the Five Weapons Society over time and he did it with his five children instead. And then his children we have uh they don't really use their actual names. They just call each other brother, so and so, sister so and so. Are they technic are they technically
0: not like blood relatives or are they just kinda mm, like
1: this is this series Or these issues don't ever go into it really too much. I know one of the sisters... uh, So there's Brother Staff, Brother Saber, or Sabre, however you choose to say it. (laughs) 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 Um, There's Brother Hand, who is Shang-Chi. Sister Hammer, and Sister Dagger. I believe uh, throughout the story... it's kind of said that Sister Dagger has a different mother. Uh-huh. Um, they all are his. They all are Zeng Zhu's actual children, but I think they might have uh, different mothers. Now that the the Five Weapons Society is all of Zeng Zhu's uh, children, uh, one of them doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He doesn't want to fight for no reason. He doesn't want to do his father's bidding, and that's Shang-Chi. and. <laughs> he he doesn't want to fight for no reason but then ends up killing his father <laughs> <laughs> so that's just I guess that's he has um, it seems like every series that we go through with Shang-Chi he kills at least one person and then feels bad <laughs> about it <laughs> and then just decides hey
0: this probably isn't the thing I should be doing well that's how you show a character <laughs> has empathy you, you have him kill one person and they're just like I don't like doing this yeah, maybe this isn't for me.
1: <laughs> so, so finally, even though he had uh, the longevity serum, it didn't technically. Or oh, saying Zhu had the longevity serum, it didn't technically make him immortal. It just uh, allowed him to live a longer life. Um, at a, I guess he was just aged at a slower pace. Mm. Um, so, when Shang chi decided he didn't want to do it anymore, he took out his father, and then. Booked it to San Francisco, so he could sing pastries in a bakery.
0: <laughs> but now that he's you left, you typed that exactly
1: uh, in your notes like that, didn't you? I feel like you just wanted to say that. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> the exact sentence says, "And Shang Chi now sings pastries in a bakery in San Francisco." <laughs> I, I couldn't let this whole thing go without me saying that. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, now that Shang Chi's left. Um, His siblings are back in China, and they are fighting for the who is to be the lead of the Five Weapons Society. Now that their father is gone, the next given um, leader is their brother-brother staff. Uh, Sister Hammer is not okay with that. She thinks that she should be the lead. She's stronger. She's bigger. She feels like she's more... She's a better fit for the lead of the society. So <laughs> she. what she does is um, attacks Brother Staff, and she ends up killing him. So, <laughs> so now there's only four of them in the Five Weapons Society, and they have this uh, mural on the wall with a flame lit in front of a symbol representing each one of the kids. So uh, at the time before he died, before his sister killed him, uh, brother Staff had the flame lit in front of him. But because he died, obviously the flame has to go to somewhere else, and they believe that their father is making that choice from beyond the grave. Okay. So what happens after Brother Staff dies is Sister Hammer thinks because she took him out, now she's obviously the rightful person to to take the lead, but the flame then goes in front of... Uh, Brother Han's uh, symbol, which is Shang Chi, and he doesn't know this because he, he has no contact with anybody there. He hasn't seen any of these people, and he hasn't seen any of his siblings for years since they were probably kids. So, uh, <laughs> um, so we find out after uh, we're going back to San Francisco, we find out that uh, Shang Chi used to work for, or he used to work as a spy in MI6 in England and one of their current spies, which is probably, uh, they don't say it, but it's kind of implied that, uh, she's a former lover of his, uh, like you'd mentioned in your story earlier, Liko Wu, uh, she tells him that the Five Weapons Society is coming for him to avenge their father's death.
0: Like, I wonder how that gets, like, passed around, like... (laughs) Like his sister decides, yeah, I want to go after him and kill him. Like, does she tell somebody? And then that person, like, shouldn't there be some sort of secrecy in this? Yeah, who's who's the patch here? Like, who's who's the
1: one that's just hiding out in the in the um, in the bars and stuff with all the info and just sending it out to people? It is Patch. She just <laughs> yeah, Patch is working in China now. Just (laughs) getting as much information as he can for MI6. That makes more sense. (laughs) So she gets word that the Five Weapons Society uh, are coming for Shang-Chi to avenge their father's death. Uh, Which obviously, which um, actually isn't the case because um, his other two siblings, brother Saber and sister Dagger are actually just like, they're just, like, chilled, laid back, like, <laughs> like don't really have any issues with them, Like, so they actually make their way to San Francisco to warn him about the fact that Sister Hammer is the one that's coming to kill him. Because she's, in her head, she's fully aware that if Shang-Chi dies, then she's going to be next up. So, um...
0: That's like, that's like having, like, okay, if I throw this thing, if... If I buy this thing, that means this thing's going to happen. And then yeah. <laughs> you're just... <drove. laughs> if I buy this sweater,
1: I know I'm going to get this job. I know what's going to happen. Because uh, that's not how it works. Like, <laughs> So, br- brother Saber and sister Dagger end up making it to San Francisco um, a little too late before Liko made it there first, told Shang-Chi that... All of his siblings were coming to kill him. Um, so Sister Dagger and Brother Saber ended up getting there just a little bit after Lyco had said something. And then they tried to explain to him, like, we are completely fine with you being the leader of the Five Weapons Society. But Sister Hammer says that she's going to find you, she's going to murder you, and she's going to take the lead. And he doesn't, like, necessarily believe them at first. So like they end up fighting in his apartment room and then end up blasting a whole wall out the side of it which is (laughs) is a common theme in a lot of these uh, episodes that we have (laughs) and (laughs) so um after the fight they they kind of hash it out they really like Shang-Chi realizes that the two of them aren't there to actually hurt him so they the three of them actually team up to just shang chi's like i'm not gonna wait for sister hammer to come find me i'm gonna go find her and just squash the whole thing because i don't want <laughs> i don't want the fight <laughs> like she can be the leader let her do her own thing i don't care so they all hop on a plane they go back over there or go back to china and then um they as they're flying over there The other siblings are kind of talking to him like, you know, like maybe like all this stuff wouldn't have happened had you not like killed our father. (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) he's like, no, I I didn't actually kill him. Like I didn't do anything. (laughs) But nobody believes him. And then they get out there. He meets uh, Sister Hammer. She really like throws him off because she gives him like a hug. She's like, oh, I haven't seen you for so long because the two of them hadn't seen each other since they were like maybe like six or seven. And they're, like, full-grown adults now. So she's, like, she's playing the whole, like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. Come here. Give me a hug. And he's falling for it. Uh, they, yeah, he's falling for it. And they have, she's, like, oh, let's go sit down and eat. Let's have dinner. And he goes. <laughs> and then she ends up poisoning him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the whole time he's just telling her, like, like, I understand why you're upset, but I don't want the... Like I don't want this. You can be the leader, and then she poisoned, him. <laughs> and then Welly when when he passed out from being poisoned, he uh, starts having like these visions of the ghosts of his uncle Zhang Yi, who had passed uh, in the big fight with Fin Feng Foom, and um, he's just kind of his uncle's kind of leading him like to find his purpose in all of this. Like not he's not actually telling him anything specifically but he's just trying to like lead him to things in like his visions um but he's it's taking shang chi a little bit of time to finally like like really understand what he's trying to say and then he comes back to or his brother and sister find him they kind of like nurse him back um but he still has like these i guess <laughs> sister is like actually stabbed him too after she poisoned him <laughs> so he has like this big like wound on his like stomach, but it's not like bleeding. It's like it's like opened up and it looks like the galaxy's just coming through it. What the hell? So it's like it's, it's, it's like dark. It's dark and like there's all these like small stars and stuff in there. It, yeah, it was nuts. So, um, but Sister Hammer has these, um, She has this power to make, like, these kind of, like, zombie-looking things. So, like... Checks out. Makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So now, like, she has all these zombies just kind of, like... She puts, like, all these zombies, like, every chance Shang-Chi and his brother and sister get to, like, make some headway on finding her. Like, she ends up sending out these zombies and then, like, they they have to fight through, like... 80 of them every time they stop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah they're they're struggling with that shang chi uh actually passes out again while he's fighting and then he sees his uncle's ghost again and his uncle tells him the story of how he actually died and it wasn't um it wasn't fin feng foom that actually had killed the uncle um zeng zu had told all the children that um he had killed oh sorry I should step back for a second. Originally, Zhang Zhu had told all the children that he had killed Zhang Yi and stole his spirit to use that as, like, the... Um, it was. He, he made it seem like he had done a mercy killing on his brother. Mm. And that his brother wanted him to kill him because he could use his uh, spirit as a longevity thing. Because he... Uh. Without his brother's spirit, he wouldn't be able to actually lead the Five Weapons Society because they were kind of like a yin and yang kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that wasn't actually how it came up. Like, he had actually, like, didn't want his brother to be a part of any of it. So he used the the battle with Fin Fang Foom as an opportunity to actually just kill him himself. Uh, That way he could be the sole leader of the whole thing. So now... Like, the Shang-Chi brother, uh, sorry, Sister Dagger and Brother Saber are all kind of just getting this news now at the same time. Or Shang-Chi's telling them from what he heard from his uncle. Um, and now they, they are starting to believe Shang-Chi. And when he's saying that he didn't actually kill his dad, like, he just, his dad made it look like he had done that. Because he's, like, just manipulative. (laughs) so um now they're like okay forget it like that's old news we need to stop sister hammer so finally shang chi meets up with sister hammer they're having this big battle and then somehow shang chi gets these (laughs) like from that uh wound that he has on his stomach it just starts spreading so now (laughs) he has like these weird like cosmic powers <laughs> <laughs> and then he tran like in the middle of their battle, his battle with Sister Hammer, he ends up transporting the two of them to another dimension where <laughs> where they can see their past and um then their dead dad, Zheng Zhu uh, ends up attacking the both of them so weird in this yeah <laughs> <What's going on? laughs> so, so they end up working together um, and they end up working together fighting their dad they defeat him but then they both have to um, kind of just come to terms with the fact that he had he died on his own and had framed Shang-Chi Mm. or Shang-Chi to, um, to look like he had killed him in the first place. But um, Sister Hammer's whole thing was, like, her whole livelihood was just the fact that she wanted to live up to her father's, like, legacy. Like, he's this big baddie, nobody can stop him. And she had always looked up to him and tried to impress him. And then she, at one point she finds out that Shang-Chi had killed him. So her whole thing was just vengeance against him because she... Like, you killed the person I looked up to the most. But now that she knows that it was basically just Shang-Chi being framed, she is kind of struggling with, like, finding the meaning of life for herself now. Uh, So she's like, okay, Shang-Chi can be the leader, but I'm not going to be a part of the Five Weapons Society anymore. I need to go figure out my own life and do my own thing. And then she just takes off. And then Shang-Chi decides that he is going to finally take on the role of the leader, the supreme commander of the Five Weapons Society. And then that was it. That was it? Like, (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I feel like that. Do do, do you know if it continues on in any other stories or anything? Uh, At the end of
1: issue five, the last issue of this run, it said, uh, "It said, hang tight for more uh, Shang Chi stories coming soon." But um, it's, I think the the fifth issue only came out like I want to say five months ago or so. Oh, okay. So we probably won't be getting another story. So maybe the end of the year, or early next year, or something.
0: I'm looking on the app right now, and there's a one called "The Legend of Shang Chi" that came out. Uh, I think a couple months ago. Or it okay. was re- um, at least released a couple of months ago then that's probably
1: gonna be like the continuation of him as a supreme commander i hope so i mean
0: uh, yeah so what, what was your what did you think of the story
1: overall uh the story was good it's it's hard with like these limited runs because it's like so, like sometimes it's like yours i felt like yours probably could have been like two issues or something yeah like or maybe <laughs> just give us one long like one-off. We might have been fine with that. And this one, I, like, at the end of issue five, it's like, okay, why are you guys stopping at five? Like, just, <laughs> just, like, okay, he's taking on the role of Supreme Commander. Like, just keep it going now. Like, you have the story here in your hands. Just do something with it. Um, so I, I liked it. The artwork was amazing. I, I took some screenshots so I could post it with, um, with the, on Instagram with the cover and everything. Um. But, the, yeah, the artwork is beautiful. Yeah, and looks The, the good. story was, yeah, the story's, I like the story. I just wish that they had just continued to go through instead of having, instead of it being, like, a limited run. But it's, it's Shang-Chi's, uh, his history is interesting just because it seems like the, it seems like Marvel doesn't really, at least Marvel Comics doesn't really care that much about him as a character, like, It seems like he has so many, like, limited runs or, like, 10 issues, 15 here,
0: 10 there. Yeah, I think it's... I I feel like they just don't know how to handle a character that doesn't have power. I don't know. Like, he doesn't have powers. He he doesn't have, like, a lot of, I don't know, like, main, like, bad villains, I guess. Maybe the, you know, being able to sell him isn't there. Maybe with the movie hmm. coming out, they'll be able to kind of... Change up the story and kind of make it reflect a little bit more of what's going on with in the movies a little bit, and then yeah. we can hopefully get something out of that. But I don't know. I feel like their their bread and butter is like superheroes. You know, like I'm not saying that he's not a superhero, but like people who are made, you know, in labs and radioactivity. Yeah, I, don't, and I like, think
1: I think was I was was it last? I think it might have been last episode or the one before where. We were kind of talking about how, like, kids, like, with... Oh, I think it was uh, the All-Winter Squad, like, where we were talking about how, like, kid they put, like, Bucky and Toro with uh, Human Torch and Captain America because it's, like, kids can read it and then they see themselves as, like, Captain America's sidekick. Yeah. But I don't think that kids do that so much
0: now, maybe yeah i feel like yeah you don't really see too many sidekicks anymore you see like main heroes yeah and like if i if someone were to give me an option between the the hero who can lift 100 tons and run super fast and you know all that and then the guy who is like (laughs) super super good at kung fu like i'm still gonna go with the super the guy who can do all that other stuff because he he may not be the master of kung fu, but he can still fight, and he has all this other stuff. Like, I think that just Yeah, kind of yeah. makes him make that makes them more appealing than, Shang Chi, and yeah, that, that's why I'm
1: excited for the movie because it's like uh, like I know like a lot of the characters that we're getting stuff for now or like um, that like Shang Chi's obvious like it seems like he's gonna have some powers in the movie, but it's yeah I, I don't think it's gonna be any like. I think they're giving him powers more so. So he does have like that superhero kind of feeling. Yeah. But then we have like we have Moon Knight coming out. Uh, like obviously She Hulk has her powers. Like, what's it uh, Kate Bishop? Is like I guess Hawkeye has
0: powers. <laughs> the I guess yeah they would kind of have to give him powers because I mean at the. If you really think about it, even Tony Stark, take away the suit, like, he's just a normal guy, like, he -hmm. shouldn't be able to take, if he didn't have the suit, like, a punch from Thanos or something would destroy him, and so it's like, I feel like they kind of have to give Shang-Chi just something, like, even if it's minor, like, maybe more strength or, like, more durability or something, but he has to be able to stand next to, you know, whatever the big threat is going to be and be able to like yeah and it's like if we have hits
1: cuz like we don't have iron man anymore like we have captain america still we still have bucky but um well i guess we're going to get iron heart too so like some of these characters that we don't have anymore are going to be replaced like we're going to have probably a Well, we have a new black widow now like yeah he has to have something i don't know maybe not <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Like, like, maybe like, that's just Matt didn't have anything other than her, her fighting skills. Yeah, granted, she could fight anybody and probably win. But yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see. It's yeah,
0: uh, the crazy thing to think about is like we've already what since Endgame, uh, we've gotten Spider Man. What else? Is that I mean, Loki. Uh,
1: Spider-Man, Loki, um, Black Widow. Widow, WandaVision. Captain,
0: or Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're getting all this stuff, and it feels like we're already kind of, you know, like, we've gotten so much content to kind of digest. But it's like, this is still the early phase, or early part of the phase, you know? It's like, we haven't really scratched anything yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's the, like, just the fact that there's so many different things leading to one thing. But also kind of like causing other things to happen too, like
0: yeah. Oh, I have a theory um, that I just thought of. I don't know if I have read this somewhere and it's just been in my memory for like the longest, or if I just thought of it the other day because I was a little for it. I was a little high, so I don't know if it's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was watching Guardians, and you know how in the first one Rocket asked for the guy's leg, and then he asked for the guy's eye and he it was like he decided it's hilarious and in the second one he's asking for body parts and in Infinity War asked asking for body parts and he th- just thinks it's so funny what if <laughs> what if he thinks it's funny because wherever he came from wherever they did it, the experiments on and the cybernetics and all that what mm. if there was others like him and they didn't know anything else besides what they where they lived and each other So, like, they used to pull pranks on each other and, like, take each other's, like, cybernetic, like, legs and arms and eyes and stuff and hide it. And then, like, (laughs) that would be the joke. So now he just (laughs) thinks it's a hilarious joke that he just pulls on anybody. But no one else understands (laughs) that it's just a joke. (laughs) He's just, like, he's just having the most fun just, like, taking people's arms and shit. And we just don't get it because we never, we grew up, like, normal people he grew up that, with cybernetics and stuff.
1: If that was the case, that would be hilarious. But, uh, yeah, so I guess we kind of went off on an MCU tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Shang-Chi, through all this stuff, I I don't know. Like I said before, we don't know if any of this stuff is going to be even part of the movie, if it's going to explain anything in the movie to anybody. But we just wanted to just give everybody a quick understanding of who he is as a character. And I'm sure we'll see some new stuff in the movie when this comes out. I The day this comes out, I will not have seen the movie. I'm going the Saturday after. I,
0: I will have... What time, What day is, will this come out? Uh, September 3rd, Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. So I will have seen the movie by the time this comes out. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I like we said, just wanted to give you guys a quick... Uh, idea of who he is as a character. Next week we'll be back to our events like we normally are. And oh, actually, did you did you want to give a rating on this one? Yeah. Um,
0: or I guess I uh, well, you could do a rating on yours, and I'll do one on mine. Okay. So for me, I'll do out of five webheads. I'll give the story itself like a two webheads but more for just the character development, I would give it like a three and a half. Um, Just because there wasn't actually, I felt like you had to know who Shang-Chi was for the most part in order to kind of really fully get it. If you didn't know any of the characters or anything, you probably just would have read it and not really cared. So even though I, I know a little bit about the character, I'd still give it a three and a half. Overall, but the story itself gets like a two. All right,
1: I'm gonna give my story. I'm gonna give my story a four out of five webheads. It was a good story. Uh, there's a lot of action in it. They didn't waste uh, too much time giving us like stories that we didn't need or like all this filler just to get us to the next issue. All like almost every page had something going on, and like there's no open-ended stories at the end of it. The only thing, the only reason I gave it as four is just because, like, five issues was, like, why? Like, why did you do that? <laughs> just keep it going. You want to make a make picks this week? This is week five. Yeah, this week you can go first. I'm going to go... Oh, man, this is hard. You know what? I'm going to go
0: Midnight Sun. He really didn't do much <laughs> in my book, so I'm just going to go based off of what you read and say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just because I...
1: I I do like the the Shang-Chi stories that we've gone through, um, and I'm, I actually am really excited for the movie, but uh, in the comics, he, he does not have the will that I need to, <laughs> to possibly kill somebody if he has to.
0: I think I'm going to go, I'm going to just go Shang-Chi, mainly because my team right now is full of non-powered uh, middle to old age women. Yeah, so I need some. I need. I need at least a chance. You could have easily. You could have picked Doc Ock. That that
1: episode. Oh but damn! Like, I forgot nah. we could have picked
0: villains. Yeah, anybody.
1: You got an ex-cop, a, an old lady who has fainting issues. I think I took Daredevil too, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, last week you took Daredevil. At least I got Daredevil and Shang Chi. Yeah, you have yeah, a blind guy and um, a kung fu master. So <laughs> hey, Daredevil is trained in in martial arts too. So oh, great! So they can train with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you know, you're fine. Maybe they can teach Aunt May something. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been another another episode of Webheads down again. Week five. Five weeks. We've been doing this and, um, yeah, it, it hasn't, we talked about this, we talked about beginning this for a really long time. And then once we started it, it seems like it's just been flying by. Yeah. Agreed. And now, yeah, five episodes in next week, we are doing Submariner's quest for Krang. It should be an interesting one. It's going to be, well, one, is back yay yeah that's my enthusiastic (laughs) everybody shout give us yay Yay. (laughs) he's back and he's not triangle headed this time either thank goodness that was so creepy yeah it really was and you see the pictures that i posted with him in the suit (laughs) (laughs) So, so you can only imagine what he's gonna get himself into on the next episode but yeah thank you guys
0: again a million times over for listening Thank you for listening to this show, uh, Webheads. We greatly appreciate it. And. Uh, greatly, greatly. We'll uh, talk to you guys soon with some new books. Talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out.